0: The ICAEW Guide to Successful Job Search with Simon Gray.
1: Hello and welcome to the ICAEW Guide to Successful Job Search. My name is Simon Gray. I'm a chartered accountant, former professional recruiter and founding director of Career Codex. In this episode, we're going to take a look at how to get in front of decision makers, the people who can introduce you or directly offer you the position you've defined in your personal job seeker plan. In the second podcast in this series, we identified the key players in the job market. These included professional recruiters, employers and market makers. The latter we'll discuss in more detail when we get onto the power of networking. You now know of the existence of the hidden market, the place where a high proportion of job opportunities exist before ever being advertised on job boards or placed with recruiters. Hopefully too, you now appreciate that going direct to an employer can and should be part of any successful job search strategy. We all have a preferred way to be approached. For example, I'd much rather someone phone me than email me. Other people, however, may prefer a written communication before speaking on the phone. This is why a balanced portfolio of communication tools is so important. For example, sending an introductory email and a few days later following up with a phone call or a LinkedIn connection request is likely to have a far better chance of success than sending email after email after email. To illustrate this point, I'll quickly outline a real-life example of an approach I received when running my own recruitment business. At the time, I wasn't even recruiting, but Matt got my attention. He'd sent me an email with his CV attached, but as I was busy, I'd put it to one side, in all honesty probably to be forgotten. A few days after emailing, he phoned me in the office to confirm if I'd received it, And was very knowledgeable engaging professional and polite on the phone the rest as they say is history and i invited him in for a coffee and ultimately hired him matt did three things very well firstly he not waited to see a position advertised he was interested in working for my business and made an approach he tapped into the hidden market and ultimately created his own opportunity secondly he was persistent but always polite What would have happened had he not followed up with a phone call? Thirdly, he'd researched my business and was well prepared for our initial phone conversation. Remember that finding the right talent can be time consuming, costly and a distraction from running the day-to-day business. Providing you access the hidden market in the right way, you're likely to get a very good response. While everyone else is focused primarily on applying for opportunities they've seen advertised, opportunities for which competition is intense, You have the power to shape your future in a targeted way by approaching organisations that you're keen to work for, where your skills and experience can add value. It's now the right time to introduce one of the most important principles in the Career Codex methodology, something I call the Job Seeker Dichotomy. This builds on everything we've covered in the podcast series so far and states that Your success in the job market has nothing to do with the job market itself, it has everything to do with you. And, in all communication with professional recruiters and employers, it's never about you, it's always about them. While the first part is about taking personal responsibility, something we covered in episode three, the latter is a key principle for getting the best response from decision makers by researching an organisation properly and having a clear reason for getting in touch that is about their business. For example, a new market they're expanding into, an award they've just won, or an interesting press article. You grab their attention by making the initial communication about them and not you. Contrast this with what the majority of job seekers are doing, where it's all about them and their need for a job. This isn't standing out, it's blending in. When it comes to approaching professional recruiters, no matter what your experience may have been in the past, showing them respect and that you're serious about moving positions and are also clear about what it is you want goes a long way. Furthermore, in my experience, making the decision not to register with everyone, but instead building relationships with a selective few, can and does often yield better results.
0: You're listening
1: to the ICAEW Guide to Successful Job Search with Simon Gray. I am now joined in the studio by Sally Adams, acting chief financial officer at RS Components, and Andrew Clark, finance director at Costa Enterprises. Hello, and welcome. Hello. Hello, Andrew. What happens if someone approaches you directly? Does anyone ever do it? And how would you how would you tend to react to that?
2: It does happen from time to time. Um, usually, it's through uh, a headhunter. Uh, I, I've not personally had a, a CV sent to me directly from an individual. When I get them sent through, I look at them on merit. Um, If there isn't a vacancy in my team, but I think the quality of the CV looks good. I'll forward it on to one of my colleagues, one of my other divisional FD colleagues in another part of the business to see how that goes. I guess equally as part of kind of building my talent bank and that kind of external talent scouting process, I do try and see good candidates, even though there may not be a role, but it's not always possible to find them a role quickly for sure.
1: So you said, Andrew, that no one tends to approach you directly. Mm. If somebody did, with relevant skills and experience, how would you how would you react? What would you do?
2: I think I'd react very positively to it. Um, you know, if you're doing that, you're showing initiative. You're showing drive. Uh, I'd review the CV on its merits, and if I felt it was worthy of having a conversation, then I'd then I'd set that up, even though there may not be a role. Uh, in the first instance, you know I'm keen to build uh, a talent bank, and you know, if the role comes up in six, twelve months' time, uh, and, and that person's impressed me, then I can always uh, contact them in the in in the future.
1: And I guess if you'd met them, even when there wasn't a particular uh, vacancy that you needed to to fill, you'd probably remember them when an opportunity came along yeah, further down abso- the line. Absolutely right. Okay, thank you, Sally. Assuming someone uh, wanted to approach you directly to work for your, your business, uh, how would they best do that? And do you have any uh, examples of good or bad experiences in the past?
0: I've had somebody recently approach me. Again, it was through a shared contact. So it was my contact that said, Look, I met this person, they're really good. Um, would you like to meet them? And they then followed up with an email and laid out the elements of their career that were particularly relevant. That was quite a positive experience and we're looking to meet her very soon and we'll bear her in mind for any future roles.
1: Would you have met that candidate if they hadn't have come through a recommended contact, somebody you trusted?
0: Probably not. I'd probably kept their details on file, but I'm not sure i gone as far as meeting them without there being a specific role to follow up on.
1: And assuming somebody wanted to approach you directly, maybe not through a professional recruiter, what, what advice would you give that person? What, would you, what advice would you give them if they wanted to get your attention uh, and to work for your business? Andrew,
2: that is a great question. Don't just send me an email. I get hundreds of emails a day. Um, it would be much better if you were able to send me something through LinkedIn. Actually, I'd probably respond to that more quickly. Why would you respond to LinkedIn more
1: quickly? Do you think
2: s- s- purely practical? I um I get far fewer personal emails than I do than I do work ones, and therefore, if if someone's taken the time to to research the company online, to look at me online and see what my profile is, uh, I, I would respond to that more more positively. Okay, thank you. Sally, what advice would you have?
0: To be very clear about not only what they can offer the business, but also what they're going to get out of this role too and why it's important to them. And obviously to have made sure that they've researched the business and understand um, what we do and what they can bring to it.
1: Sally Adams, Acting Chief Financial Officer at RS Components. Thank you ever so much. You're welcome. Andrew Clark, Finance Director at Costa Enterprises. Thanks very much for joining us. You're very welcome.
0: Stay up to date with the latest
1: finance vacancies by following ICAEWJobs on Twitter. So today, we took a look at how to effectively get in front of decision makers. In the next episode, we'll discuss the power of networking. Thanks for joining me. I'm Simon Gray from Career Codex, and this has been the ICAEW Guide to Successful Job Search. Until next time, take care and talk to you soon.
0: The ICAEW guide to successful job search produced by the podcast company.